When we decided to close the doors of our company a couple months ago, I had this huge existential crisis. I poured so much time and so much sweat into this business and all of a sudden it was gone. And a lot of my time since then has been spent asking myself, what do I want to do next? Do I want to go full-time in esports? Do I want to go full-time in fashion? Do I want to go full-time working for someone like a personality, more in the personal branding space? Do I want to do something like this show full-time? Ever since we made that decision, I've been asking myself, what's next? This episode, Matt Berman, CEO of Uncoached and Performance Coach. My friend Ben said, have you ever heard of Blogspot? And I said, no. And I was like, what's a blog? And, and so he told me, you know, it's just everybody's, you know, writing all their own stuff on this website and, and, and that's really it. And I was like, okay. And he's like, but so, I mean, you can make money by putting advertising on it. So I went on there and wrote this thing called The Preacher's Rant. Uh, that was the title. And I just ranted and I just wrote about stuff. You look at stats like, oh my God, a person saw this, you know, it was like, I became very enamored with the fact that like, wow, like you can tick up views here and like that results in X. And I started to see all these websites out there and I, and I, I kind of learned the game really quickly in terms of how to make money, how to monetize. So I started a website called Uncoached. That was in 07 as well. And it really took off. I became highly obsessed with getting traffic. I was in a job as a recruiter full-time. So the blogging thing, I would come home from work and work a lot, 7 p.m. till whatever hours in the morning every day and trying to find ways to get traffic and get links and build my sites. And in 2008, it was the summer. That was when the financial crisis was starting to hit. So as a recruiter, we all knew it was going to be a very tough year. And uh, my bosses told me, look, uh, you can come and use the office, but we don't, we don't know what's going to happen here. And then I remember it was in the summer of 2008. I said, I got to try this. And uh, I left, you know, never, never, never looked back. Pause. I relate so much to the excitement that he felt back then. And I often think back to starting my first business. And it's hard to paint the picture as to what that feels like quitting your full-time job to jump into something of your own because there's a lot of fear there. There's a lot of excitement there. There's a lot of emotions that are hard for me to portray. But here's a clip of me when I quit my full-time job. Guys, like you don't understand how excited I am right now. Like my life's about to take a huge turn, about to focus on this stuff full-time, done with this job. Woo! That was me, 22 years old. It's crazy listening back to that because I haven't felt that level of excitement in in years, it feels like. Not until I started working on this show. There was something very magical about when I was in my apartment. And I was in my damn apartment. Like, I was like, holy shit. I'm looking at my window. There's New York City. Holy crap. I don't have anyone to answer to. And I really think on day one, I was like, I am never giving this up. Within less than a year, uh, I was asked to be a consultant for a website. They wanted me to teach them social media. Back then it was Dig and Reddit, right? So how do I get traffic from Dig? How do I get traffic from Reddit? And they wanted me to teach all their people how to do that, how to become what is now called an influencer. Back then you were called a power user. That was the word for influencer back then. 
and their CEO recruited me pretty hard to work for them. And I went to work for them for one week. <laughs> Pause. I love that Nat mentions this here. Jen Sincero in her book, You Are a Badass, talks about kind of these deviation points or trials and tribulations when you declare that you're going to do something or I am something um, or you're super excited about something, you're finally moving in the direction, there's going to be these times of trials and tribulations. Let's say I have a friend that was a full-time engineer and she finally makes the decision that she's going to go travel the world. Right when she makes that decision, she gets offered a promotion, something that's enticing her to stay. So I love that he mentions that here because I think it's a common theme that we see with people. They have to weed through the good in order to get to the great. If we look at Nat's career progression, the natural progression would look something like this. Worked a job in recruiting, found blogging, found websites, launched a website, launched multiple websites, found a lot of success, made a lot of money, went on to teach other people how to launch websites and do the same thing that he did. And what I admire most about Nat is that he didn't. He found something else that he was curious about, something else that he loved, something else that he wanted to do, not just the path that was expected of him. I'm really liking what I'm doing because it, it, just, it takes me back. It's like I'm starting over again and that, that's, there's a fire when you start over again. It's, it's kind of cool. I'm also really excited by doing something that's way more about depth than having to get 10 million you know, visitors on my websites. That's exciting. And I didn't have the guts to do it till only like a few weeks ago. I'm blown away by the response I'm beginning to get. I have a newsletter. I only recruit people for the newsletter one-to-one. -one. That's it, one person at a time. And my theory is 100 people that's enough to make me a living for the rest of my life, if it's the right hundred people. I didn't really have that mentality a long time ago. You want to talk about a transformation. Oh shit, I need six million visitors a day to today. I just need to talk to one of the right people. That's it. One at a time. Pause. So I hosted two podcasts before this podcast, and I am absolutely blown away by the response of this show. The amount of reviews that I've gotten in a short amount of time, the messages that I've got, the conversations that I've had have absolutely blown me away because there's depth there. And I know that this show isn't for everybody. When I was putting it together, it wasn't for everybody. And the mistake that I made with previous shows was trying to reach everybody, trying to talk to everybody. Casting a wide net versus casting the right net. One of the things I, I, I can say very well when it comes to analyzing something that I want to do, it's, is that me or is that not me? And uh, that's been a very big driving force for a lot of the decisions I've been making career-wise and, and, you know, in anything else-wise. I have a buddy who he teaches people how to do websites. And we had a discussion once. He said, why the hell aren't you doing what I'm doing? If you went out there and you just showed people, you know, screenshots and your earnings and if, dude, you would get so many people. And, and he's, he pushed me hard for like a month and I gave him one simple answer. I said, that just ain't me. Pause. 
a few times while building our company, people reached out to have a conversation about acquiring our company. And I never entertained that thought because it wasn't a part of my story. I knew exactly where I wanted to go. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And since everything that's happened this year, there have been a few times where I've kicked myself for not entertaining that thought. But if I look at it objectively, if we would have sold our agency, maybe I would have more money in my pocket right now. But I wouldn't have the passion and fuel and creativity that I'm feeling with this show currently. There's a lot of power in being able to say, that's just not me.